I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Erioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Erioki, and I'm here tonight with Jeff Probine again. Jeff. Hey. Jeff is back for some very special ghost stories. It is the season. It is the season, and um, these are especially spooky. So do you yes. want to kind of tell what kind of ghost stories you're going to be telling? We're going to talk about kid ghosts here in Oklahoma. Oh, those are the scariest. Yeah, kids are creepy. Mm-hmm. They are. So, and, I mean, you've got Damien from The Omen. Yeah. Which he didn't even have to do things. He just stood there and looked at you, and that was right. bad enough. Right. And then you've got, um, this is not a ghost, but the girl in Orphan who actually isn't a child. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got that news story going around about the girl who's like the real life orphan, mm. which is crazy. But yeah. So launch right into it. All right. So which uh, some of these are a little, little sad since they are, you know, kids and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of them end up being pretty happy stories. So we'll, oh, that's we'll good. That. That's but good. first, I did want to start out with the... Uh, <clears throat> wanted to start out with what's known as the biggest urban legend in Oklahoma City. Ooh, I guess. okay. Yeah. So, which apparently everybody outside of Oklahoma City has heard, but not us. That's weird. So, yeah. So, but this is a little story of Little Carrie. Okay. Have you heard that one? I think I have. Okay. There's a couple of different versions of it because it's an urban legend, but, mm. uh, and it's true that you can go up to uh, just about Northwest 23rd and there's Carrie Place. Mm-hmm. It's a very strange neighborhood. Got about two blocks. The road's really narrow. The yards are really small. The houses are really big. And lots of plants, and it's it's got some weird vibes to it. It's there's some pretty cool houses. Oh, I've yeah. actually been there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Highly recommend. Um, which right in the middle they have the famous famous Hatchet House. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, very gorgeous gray house with these blue uh, shutters on either side of the windows with a hatchet emblem into them. And the story goes that there was a girl named Carrie who lived at the Hatchet House. And she was a little girl, not yet going to school and stuff. Uh, so just kind of hanging out while everybody else is at work and so forth. And uh, different versions have different things happen. But uh, I prefer the one where she is up at Gatewood Elementary there at the top of the block, just playing on the swings. And there's a fellow who walks up the street. And this was a guy who had been uh, driven mad by the Hatchet Oh my gosh! So, uh, so he's a, he's just kind of you know must hair skulking up to her wearing this trench coat, and so she's playing on the swings and sees him and kind of slows down, and then he reaches into his trench coat, pulls out a hatchet, and says, "Run! I'm going to kill you!" Wow! Uh, uh, yeah, and so she does. She takes off and she's running, uh, and she runs to her neighbor's doors and starts knocking on him, saying, "Hey, help me! Help me!" He said he was going to kill me. But it's the middle of the day, nobody's at home, and so she has to run door to door, and even though he's just kind of, you know, walking slowly, he eventually will catch up with her, and he did, and you can still see the driveway where it is. It's painted red, because he caught her with a hatchet, and uh, they said that whenever they tried to cover up the bloodstains, no matter what color, it would bleed back through. Oh my gosh. So, so they eventually just had to paint it red, and... And yeah. Call it good. Wow. Uh, but that wasn't the end. He he had to sacrifice her to the hatchet house there, and so he dragged her down the, the extra couple of houses and put her there on the porch, and that's where he finished her off. Wow. Uh, which is also painted red. Okay, I did not know that. Like there was another house involved in the story. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So 
It is a really creepy story, and again, lots of different versions of it, which uh, another version is that she lives in the Hatchet House, and this is where he uh, is driven mad there on the street and mm-hmm. uh, breaks into the house and finds her hiding in the bathroom and kills her there. And, okay. Or, and drags her out to the porch where he kills her as kind of the sacrifice mm-hmm. to the house and all that. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I know that that place is like super high traffic at Halloween. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which they have totally latched onto it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which the end of the urban legend is that they, uh, the neighbors all felt so bad that they hadn't been there to help her that they renamed it in her honor as Carrie Place. And, okay. And so forth. And now, uh, Halloween time, they rename it Scary Place. And you come. Oh, that's and, cute. Uh, they said they had over 4,000 trick or treaters. That's yeah. insane. Which this was years ago. So they, yeah. who knows how many they have now. I know that there, uh, when Mallory and I talked about this, there was, uh, I think there were some students who actually held a seance in the front yard oh, one yeah. year. They mm-hmm. let them. And I don't think anything actually happened, but I was like, what good sports to just like let them do that. Oh, yeah. 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 Which when I was putting together Haunted Oklahoma City, I got a chance to talk to Bill and his wife. And they're just the nicest folks in the world. Yeah. And I. Uh, his wife was joking that uh, every time somebody would come by the house, which what you're supposed to do is say, little Carrie, little Carrie, come out to play. And then uh, she'll appear in the windows. And so oh, my gosh. So, but probably it's just their daughter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just yeah. being like, oh, they're here again. <laughs> uh, but he said um, whenever he was home and happened to hear that, he would run outside and start screaming at people, you know, don't do this, even though nothing happens. Yeah. Um, and there's another version. If you go up to the swing set at Gatewood Elementary and say, little mm-hmm. Carrie, little Carrie, come out to play. Uh, the swings will start moving on their own. Ooh, yeah. That's which, pretty spooky. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are a couple of problems with this urban legend, though. Uh, I guess, first of all, those aren't the swings that would have been back then. Mm-hmm. The, the gym's been built where everything's moved around. Also, completely not true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's actually named after uh, Mr. Carey of Carey Lumber Company, one of the guys who kind of founded Oklahoma City. And Oh, I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. um, Carey sent his agent, uh, which here in Norman, Mr. Adkins, mm-hmm. uh, we have Adkins Street named after him, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a big town founder and so forth, but Mr. Carey focused on Oklahoma City and the, the second train load, first one carrying land rush guys, and the second one carrying lumber for them to build houses, and that was all his lumber. He just had piles and piles of lumber to build and made giant piles of money. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So uh, when... They had this track of land that was originally set aside for the Oklahoma Railway Company, the old trolley system. Mm-hmm. They uh, It never got developed, uh, so they just had this kind of skinny track of land that in the 30s, when we had some oil money, we decided we were going to put a bunch of fancy houses there. So that's why they're all different, unique, and kind of cool, is because they're all oh. rich folks. Okay, and that's why the houses. That's why it's so narrow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. I was just When I went up there, I was like, why is this... This is so weird. Like, why are these streets so tiny? Because they are. They're <laughs> yeah. very weirdly tiny. Yeah, well, they're supposed to be yeah. trolley tracks. But, right. So that yeah. makes perfect sense then. Yep. Yeah. So it got built. And uh, Mr. Carey's house is the house with the big tower on it. Uh, okay. Up on the north side of the street. And, uh, on the north end of the street. And then right in the middle of that hatchet house was actually the developer who built them. Uh, he was, he's okay. a, from a family of developers, and their family emblem is a hatchet because mm-hmm. it's a building tool. Yeah, and that's so. like a bunch of the houses up there have the emblem of the family mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on them, and they use them to signify different professions. Is that right? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was the clover for? Oh my gosh, I could have told you if you didn't ask me. Because um, <laughs> I couldn't figure yeah. that one out. Because there's like there were there were several. What what all was there? There's like the hatchets and the clovers and there's a heart or something. Hearts, yeah, yeah. hearts are on some of them. Um, there might be diamonds, maybe and horseshoes. Yeah, but. No yeah. blue moons. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> yeah. We do have that professor's house who has moons on it here in Norman. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't Down know by, that. Uh, it's kind of on the east side of campus. Okay. 
Um, That's cool. I think those little factoids are fun to like, just know those things about architecture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm sure it means something, but yeah, we'll look it up later. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, we've got more. We got more stories to talk about. More spooky more kids. Oh yeah. So moving along through Oklahoma City, we got the Paige Woodson School, which has recently been renovated, and they're turning it into apartments and things. Really? Where's that at? So that's a little bit south of the OU Health Sciences Center. They're on the east end of uh, kind of fourth and okay. second. Mm-hmm. So, and was an elementary school for a long, long time, and famous for, back then, they had all the swimming pools in the basements. Oh. So, oh, wow. Yeah, which uh, paranormal investigators and folks like to talk about water being a way to connect with the spirit realm. I didn't know that. Yeah, which uh, a lot of the Crybaby Bridge folks say that that's why really? there's such an attachment, because there's the running water and, and hmm. the death happening there, and so yeah. forth. Uh, as opposed to the Bigfoot, Bigfoot hunters, who say that, no, that's the big feet coming through, and that's yes. their cries, and so mm-hmm. so. Um, whichever you want to believe. Yeah. Uh, it's really interesting about this one because the, I mean, the water has been drained for years. It's, mm-hmm. it's all been filled in and so forth, but apparently it, it's enough to make the energy stick. Oh my gosh. So down there in Paige Woodson in the basement, uh, they say that, uh, you'll hear footsteps all the time, uh, people running around and, uh, even though there's uh, scattered glass and so forth on the, on the floor, uh, you hear, uh, like bare feet slapping on. Uh, pavement like you would oh yeah at swimming pools i mean mm-hmm. the sound of summer right there right yeah so and uh was talking to kale epperson a paranormal investigator here in oklahoma and uh, he said when his team was there they caught an evp uh, it sounded like a small african-american boy saying uh, get away from the pool wow so trying to warn folks from getting in there gosh since, uh, evps are like such a compelling thing like no matter how you feel about them i feel like they're so it's just so fascinating, however it happens. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, I mean, there's some EVPs that are a little shaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but that does take us to our next story about Irene, okay. who's already been on the show. Okay. Yeah. So Irene Hewton up at the Stone Lion Inn. Yes. So uh, most folks probably know the story, but just mm-hmm. in case I haven't, uh, Stone Lion Inn uh, used to be the old uh, Houghton ho- Houghton House. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they had 1,800 kids running around and so mm-hmm. forth. So... Uh, the legend was that it was, uh, their daughter, Augusta, uh, and I don't know how that got started since Augusta didn't die. She actually yeah. moved to Enid, and, yeah. <laughs> which is way better than dying. So it's not, yeah. not a problem. So having yeah. grown up outside of Enid, it's not that bad. Yeah. Um, she was probably glad yeah. for that. Yeah. It was fine. The family moved up there and, and did pretty well. Um, however, uh, as, uh, Paranormal investigators got into it. They dug into the old census records and so forth, which everything's digital, so you can go take a look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took a look at it, and uh, for the 1910, they had uh, Baby Hewton. She, she had not yet been named okay. at that point. And then eventually she would be named Irene and then pass away at their old house next door, So, mm-hmm. but apparently followed the family through, which kind of mm-hmm. makes sense for yeah. spiritual activity. Right. Yeah. Especially someone so young, I would think. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, what else... Would she know other than them? Kinda. Yeah, absolutely. So, and apparently still sticking around and yeah. still playing with folks. Apparently um, so, because, I mean, that EVP that came through on my podcast, that was wild. Yeah. Like, that was, I mean, that was that was one of those ones that was pretty compelling, I think. Like, it was, it was yeah. pretty clear. Yeah, class A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much so that you'd be like, okay, she's messing with you. Yeah, but, but exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, I remember when I heard that, I just, I couldn't get over it. I still think that is one of the craziest things that ever happened to me, but. Yeah. So, take a pause and go listen to the Stone Lion in yes. episode if it's you haven't like already. Yes, it's like 24, 25 minutes, 23, maybe somewhere in there, and there is definitely an EVP. 
Okay. And then come back for more. Yes. Irene and then stories. come back for more of this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she's very active. Uh, mm-hmm. She makes appearances. Uh, people say they wake up and they'll see her standing next to the bed, petting their hair. Wow. Um, just kind of helping them sleep. Um, yeah. And they have all kinds Helpful of stuff. ghosts. Yeah. Uh, stories about uh, stuff disappearing. Apparently their glasses disappear a lot. She moves them around through the house, which mm-hmm. um, not very helpful on that. But yeah. maybe she thinks she's helping or, or just having fun. Uh, weird stuff that has happened to me there. Uh, when we were there uh, about a year ago recording with uh, the uh, Tales Unveiled podcast, um, we did this kind of promo outside so we went outside and recording everything and and then we walked in and dennis was carrying all the stuff so i held the door for him and closed it and uh didn't think anything about it he went on in the kitchen and i was hanging out there in the main hallway just taking a look at all of the relics Mm -hmm. they have scattered around and the door somebody knocks at the door and i'm like you know it's unlocked we just walked in like 45 seconds ago um so i just wait and knocks again so Go check on it, and the deadbolt is latched. Oh, wow. So I didn't do it. And unless I'm having some kind of mental block. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know why you would lock somebody else's door. That's weird. Right. Um, Was it that that set of doors that you go right in the front, that there's like mm -hmm. the first door, and then there's a little space, and there's the second door? Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it was latched, and it was one of the other podcasters was coming in, and she said, hey, you know, the door's locked, and like. Oh, that's so yeah. weird. So, oh, pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, also, while we were there, uh, we got to go up to the playroom up mm-hmm. on the top floor, and uh, we saw in one of the closets they had all this change pack stacked up, and not like you know a couple of quarters. It was mm-hmm. like four or five bucks worth of pennies and nickels. It was just oh, wow. all this money piled up, and which reminded me of a lot of ghost stories where mm-hmm. ghosts will collect money and things. There's uh, numerous taverns in England and different European nations as well as the northeast here in america where uh, they leave change on windowsills and tables and stuff mm-hmm. just kind of you know paying their tabs um but they had all this money so i was like okay that's pretty cute you know collecting mm-hmm. these jokes and so we went down and we were talking to the owner and she said and she was telling us about all these stuff and uh that uh what is that that north i guess closet where uh, she mm-hmm. was said to hang out and play with the toys of her kids um and we said oh yeah yeah we saw all the money stacked up in there that was pretty cute and she's like what are you talking about it's the money right and she said i don't know and well, yeah we have these stacks of coins like three or four inches tall and she said i have no idea what you're talking about uh so we went up there and took a look at it and she's like i have no idea where this came from oh wow so, yeah which if that's a hoax that's a really well put together hoax. yeah and that reminds me um there's a book by katherine ramsland who i've talked about on the podcast a lot because i just love her but she wrote the piercing the darkness book which is about the vampire subculture and then she also wrote a sequel to it called ghost And in that book, she was at a hotel room. Um, She had left some change on the coffee table or the desk or something, gone out to do something to do with her reporting. And she had left the do not disturb thing on the door. And she left. She came back later that night. And when she walked in, like, everything else was not disturbed as though the maid had not come in or anything. Like, the bed wasn't made, anything like that. But the change was stacked perfectly. Hmm. And so I always, that has always stuck out in my mind. Interesting. Yeah. Just playing with it. Mm-hmm. So kind of like in Ghostbusters where they stack up all the books. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so maybe so. Um, which speaking of Guthrie and things that had been on the show before, um, the old uh, Masonic Children's Home also up there. Yes. 
Yeah, which so many urban legends about that mm-hmm. and uh, people hanging themselves in the balcony and the bell tower and appearing at midnight. And so, yes. So. Oh, my gosh. I can't uh, wait to get to go up there. I think yeah. that's going to be. Yeah, it's a good legend, trip, yeah. especially now that it's all done up nice and, mm-hmm. and so forth. So uh, not quite as scary as you yeah. must have been skulking around back in the 90s. Which is, I've talk- is the Masonic Lodge the one that has the huge staircase going up to it? Uh, not staircase, but steps outside. Uh, well, there's a couple of different Masonic buildings since okay. Guthrie is the Mason town for uh, okay. this part of Oklahoma anyway. So okay. they have the big gray Masonic temple Okay, that sits kind of downtown-ish. It's uh, over on the eastern end of downtown. Okay. And uh, huge. Just enormous. Yes. my One of my best friends, Priscilla, actually got married there. Oh, wow. Yes. And so I have been in it, but I did mm-hmm. not know at the time that it was supposed to be haunted oh wow but i can totally imagine that now mm-hmm. looking back yeah but sorry to sorry okay. to interrupt you um anyway so there's that one and it's got its ghosts apparently they like playing pool up on the third floor really that's what i was told by one of the uh, young masons i interviewed and was that's like, yeah, interesting so uh and then they also have the old folks home downtown the the big kind of tower thing which is super spooky oh my gosh yeah and uh, lots and lots of Weird stuff going on in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I talked to one of the city workers and was like, yeah, I'm not going to tell you anything. Oh, my uh, gosh. Like, yeah. Wow. Oh, it's just too weird for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, the children's home where uh, most famously they have a kid uh, running around the grounds just kind of playing and, mm-hmm. and so forth. So, which the, they say that if you see him during your wedding, it's good luck. Oh, well, that's good to know. So, yeah. Which yeah. I don't see why it wouldn't be. Yeah. That's yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, which uh, they supposedly have cut EVPs. I haven't heard any of them, mm-hmm. but they have uh, lots of people claiming that they hear children playing, even when it's like an adult cocktail party and nobody, mm-hmm. no kids or anything. So wow. they're just having a good time, running around laughing. And, yeah. Yeah. So none of these screaming stories or anything that the urban legend has. Yeah. <laughs> so, which isn't quite as spooky as, as we should be getting, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the urban legend can be pretty fun, though, even though they're kind of... A little bit more on the dramatic side. <laughs> yeah, which speaking of urban legend, uh, Crybaby Bridge over on Air Depot. And, yes. Uh, Southeast 134th. I got a chance to go out there a couple of years ago. Really? Oh, yeah. So here's... Oh my gosh. We have a picture of it. Well, we're on radio, so we can... Oh, we have a hologram. Yeah, you guys, it. look at this. <laughs> this is awesome. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't know. I, I knew where it was, but I didn't know... I've never been out there. So, yeah. well, I mean, it's public roads. Um, okay. Once you get off the road, technically you're trespassing. So okay. don't do that. Yeah. Uh, but on the road, you can go see it. It's, it's a wrecked bridge. There's okay. not really that too much to see. There's a lot of those in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and some Bigfoot hunters say that there have been Bigfoot creatures mm-hmm. out that area. Uh, there was a report by a bunch of uh, kids from war who went out on their bikes and were goofing around and said that they were attacked by a troll. Oh, wow. Kind of in that area, a little bit farther south. How long um, ago was that story? That should have been about 2008, I want to really? say. Really? Yeah. Okay. Recent. Um, so, which they described as a troll. It was an mm. eight-foot hairy thing that smelled yeah. real bad and so forth. That so, fits, the, yeah. fits the bill. Yeah. So, with the southern Bigfoot, that's, that's the species that people say we have around here. The, yeah. The aggressive one. Mm-hmm. Um, but other folks say that that goes back to about the 1940s. During a big storm, there was a lady who was out with her baby and uh, was trying to get somewhere some versions tie it in with the kitchen lake witch they were heading mm-hmm. toward her to get something and, yeah um which is just like a mile away so, yeah so i love the idea of those being like yeah. tied together yeah uh great urban uh legend tripping right there mm-hmm. yeah 
Uh, so, of course, with all the Crybaby Bridge stories, uh, they, they slip off the bridge during a storm, they crash, and um, the mother dies, and then baby dies. And, uh, and different versions say the mother drowned initially, and that just leaves the baby hanging there for days and days and so forth. Mm. So, and then eventually a police car comes by and happens to find them, and very scary, yeah. desiccated stuff. And yeah. so you can still hear the baby crying. Oh my gosh. Which, no shortage of uh, Crybaby Bridge stories. I've I lost count around 12 or 13 just here in Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, there are so many. Yeah. I went to that uh, presentation by Jim Whitehead last year, and he oh, had yeah. the map with the Crybaby Bridge dots. I mean, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Yeah. And so many of them say, we're the original, but like... Yeah. 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 Whatever you want to believe. So what, what was it like when you went out there? Was it... Uh, it was pretty typical rural mm-hmm. Oklahoma. I mean, everything was overgrown. It was um, early summertime, so mm-hmm. not terribly bad bug-wise mm-hmm. and heat-wise yet. It was just really overgrown, and the bridge was broken up. You could probably get across the metal supports, uh, but you wouldn't want to do that because you're trespassing. Right, yeah. But if you happen to find yourself out there, uh, you could probably get across on the metal supports and kind of take a look around and mm-hmm. so forth. So um, maybe get a good stance for some EVPs and things. Mm-hmm. But even from the road, it's pretty good kind of look and yeah and just check it out the closest i've been is that night that i was with Johnetta when we saw the teenagers come pouring out of the woods yeah. and thought we were stumbling <laughs> onto a drug deal so and we were so relieved that it was just teenagers legend tripping there you go that's the... nobody's gotta die <laughs> adventures yes all right uh, moving a little bit south of norman uh we've got kindle's restaurant down in moore I did not, not. I'm sorry. In uh, Noble, I did not know that was haunted, and I saw your post today. Oh wow! Yeah. About about that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't know it was haunted. My wife and I actually had our rehearsal dinner there. Really? And so a couple of years later, they're like, "Oh yeah, big ghost guy. That's why you're doing all these haunted things." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And yeah, I just went because the chicken fried steak. Yeah, exactly. I uh, heard it's so good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I tried the three chicken steak challenge where you try to eat three of them. Oh my gosh! I I did pretty. Oh, but almost halfway yeah. and then hated myself for days. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it was worth a shot. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, so they've got quite a history since that corner there uh, bef- in the early days of Cleveland County, that road going out east was the only bridge across the river. Okay. Uh, it was either that or the railroad bridge, which couldn't mm-hmm. take anything on a wagon. So all the farm commerce was going through Noble. Okay. And uh, there was a big, big flood in the early 1900s that wiped it out. And if it hadn't been for that flood, we'd be talking about Noble being the big town and the Norman would be just kind of a college town. Some, yeah. Yeah. So uh, really the town. And mm. so of course, that's Prize Corner right there. So it had been a grocery store, it had been a shop, all kinds of good stuff. And a building used to be a little bit smaller than what is now. They've okay. connected it to the building next door, uh, which would have been kind of storage and the secondary shop. Okay. So which the legend is that they uh, that at one point was a mortuary, which uh, actually wasn't. I mean, there's no, not mm-hmm. been any records that I could find anyway of um, being an actual mortuary. However, uh, the family that ran the um, uh, the grocery store, basically mm-hmm. your shop, it uh, one of the younger sons moved out uh, to about Purcell, and down there did run a mortuary and, and okay. so forth. So, uh, which. One old timer was telling me that, well, you know, if the, the kids are selling this stuff, they're going to sell coffins up there too. So yeah. some kind of connection point, maybe a mm-hmm. satellite shop or, or yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, which possibly. I mean, yeah. It's yeah. One of I those think where, that's, yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't have any hard evidence, but you mm-hmm. don't have any reason to doubt it right. either. Because why would you? There's probably some connection there. Yeah. 
So, and they have no shortage of spirits. They've oh, got, wow. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> they've got uh, their ghost in the hallway there. Okay. Uh, it kind of connects the um, main building with the back and uh, it's famous for holding the door shut on people where they're trying to walk through it, which is not nice for kitchen folk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, they call him... Howard, I want to say. Henry. They call him Henry. So, which uh, supposedly connects with a butcher and all this sordid stuff. Uh, Henry Witt, uh, who uh, killed his brother and escaped jail in the early 20th century there in Noble and so forth. But uh, probably not any connection with the actual building itself. So mm-hmm. that, that happened elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So not, not a member of the Stufflebean family. Uh, <clears throat> also famous, we've got Margaret, uh, the lady in black. So right. which uh, there have been numerous kids who don't want to sit in the back. Like, you know, the parents, parents will be like, hey, let's go sit in the back. They have a play area back there. And mm-hmm. they're like, no, we can't go. That's the lady in black. Um, and even Kendall herself, which uh, the girl who was the daughter of the owners. And so... Mm-hmm. Got a restaurant named after, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and apparently her band's doing really well. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so she would play back there, too. And she would sometimes come out and say, oh, the late woman in black is there. And I don't like her when she's when she's mad at oh me. Oh, my and gosh. So forth, so. Oh, that just yeah. gave me chills. Oh. <laughs> so, but uh, there is um, a little friend, too. An imaginary friend. Uh, typically, it's described as a girl. But sometimes they say that it is a boy. Uh, it kind of depends on who you ask and so forth. So. But time and time again, uh, kids will be back there, apparently even Kindle herself too. And they'll be back playing along and they say, hey, you know, it's time to go. And so the kids will be like, oh, I can't leave yet. I'm still here playing with my friend. And nobody's oh, there. Wow. wow. Oh, my gosh. I think that would be so unnerving to have your kid say something like that. I mean, like part of you is thinking, oh, you know, it's kids. They have mm-hmm. imaginations and stuff like that. But I know, I know of people who have contacted me because of the podcast that have children who have spooky tendencies like they see things or they you know and i think that kids are so much more open to that sort of experience Mm -hmm. and i think we just kind of chalk it up to it's their imagination right yeah so it's it's interesting yeah which uh stephen king does pretty well with the shining talking about Mm -hmm. you know the kids and all all that you know they they have this touch with the paranormal yeah they they lose it as you get Mm -hmm. hard and old and 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 then once you retire and start getting old you can get back into it yeah so forth. So yeah looking, oh my looking forward to that oh yeah definitely <laughs> um, the so, highlight of my twilight there you go <laughs> um which does get into all kinds of stories and things like uh, uh before people pass away you know they, yeah. they start having visitations yeah. and coming by and so which uh even my grandmother uh was talking about all her friends that came to visit her the night really? before yeah and this was just about a week and a half before and she oh, passed wow. away and they were like, all oh, the family, you know, don't talk about those things. Mm. Uh, but you know, she was like, oh, yeah, all, all these folks. Oh, and, wow. and they're like, you know, it must be a dementia. She's talking about people mm-hmm. who passed away years ago. And, mm-hmm. But maybe not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so that I was reading a list of um, like chilling last words. And it was kind of stuff like that where people would say, like, I've got to go. I've got to meet so and so. And it would be someone that had passed away. And like, mm-hmm. they're like, they're waiting for me. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's, it's very, it's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I was just after a ghost tour the other day. So uh, folks had stopped by and were telling me about things they had seen. And, uh, lady was talking about her son who, uh, 
had a friend who kept visiting and, and so forth. And oh my gosh. they were trying to figure out who is this guy and all this stuff. And he's, uh, they finally got out an old family album and just started digging through. And, um, you know, it was like this, your grandfather and all this stuff. And there was a great uncle like who had passed away, you know, decades before and pointed him out like, yeah, that's him. And gave, oh my like, gosh. Names and all this oh, stuff. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's like how, um, kids will have, uh, like the reincarnation type knowledge. Mm-hmm. Like they'll know things about someone from another town that has passed away that they say it's so it's wild. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of stories of that in India mm-hmm. and it's so, it's so interesting. If you guys want to go look that up at some, sometime, like that's, that's a rabbit hole you can fall down. Oh yeah. Like it's, it's fascinating. But anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I got, I got sidetracked. Yeah, we're good. Uh, we have plenty of stories. Um, which I guess most famous ghost uh, here in Norman, uh, we've got the little boy roller skating around in Ellison Hall. Yes. Yeah. So uh, the original legend is that uh, he was out roller skating on Elm Avenue. Um, and there's different versions where he either had a really bad asthma attack or he'd been hit by a car. Uh, and waiting on the Oklahoma uh, Historical Society, they're currently digitizing all of the death certificates for the state of Oklahoma. Oh, Wow. So last time I checked in, they were in the 20s. And we're like, well, we've got to get to the 30s, guys. Hurry down. Yeah. I'm like, we don't have that manpower. Come on. Yeah. So, uh, but eventually we'll be able to check in and see if this is actually a thing. Uh, which there was a paranormal investigator I was talking to who had done an investigation there. And she got the impression that his name was Robert. Um, okay. Actually, she said that he told her, or she was asking for his name. And originally he said Bobby. And then suddenly said, no, I'm Robert. Because he's a big boy. Oh, wow. Um, so Kind of good details. So, well, yeah. so possibly Robert, the little boy roller mm-hmm. skating around in Ellison Hall. Um, since that was the hospital on campus, uh, that would be the nearest hospital. And they took him up to the surgery wards, which on the third floor, um, next time you're on campus, you can walk around or come on OU's ghost tour sometime and yeah. we'll talk about it in person. Um, and they have these uh, corners of the third floor. Each one was a surgery ward back in the day. So you had double sets of windows, let lots of natural light through so you can see what you're doing. And... Uh, he didn't make it, obviously, um, but apparently still up there messing around with stuff. Oh, my gosh. And uh, typically, they say he hangs out in the Northeast Conference Room, uh, which is just a conference room, so, you know, people come in and out. Uh, they have little toy trucks that they have put up there, and they say, oh, it's for our ghosts to play with. And so, Really? Yeah. Oh, how fun. Yeah. Which there are some people who say, oh, you know, it's just some fun we do in the office. And then there are other folks who are like, no, that's not where we left the trucks last time. Nobody's scheduled a meeting since. Yeah. So somebody's moving them oh my gosh oh yeah that's so much fun yeah so he's he's a pretty active dude they messes with the lights uh, which they have motion sensor lights in the hallway uh they'll uh flick on one after the other like somebody's walking down the hallway Mm -hmm. and you can see those at night uh we had a ghost tour a couple of weeks ago no a couple of months ago now where uh the lights just turned on like which you know we're having ghost tours at eight or nine o'clock oh my since it was summertime yeah so Nobody should have been in the building, but oh, the lights wow. came out. Yeah. Oh, what a what a perfect time! I know. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, it'd be nice if you could schedule that, but you yeah, know, don't always have in touch with these folks. You're like, here's your tip, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Take, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. so. Uh, all, he just messes with all kinds of stuff. People say they get into their offices, which it's uh, arts and sciences, the biggest college mm-hmm. on campus. So everything's locked up, you know, because it's got student records and things. Uh, but people go into their office and stuff will be scattered around or folded up like somebody's been playing with it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's like some poltergeist kind of yeah. stuff. Well, I mean, 
by definition, he's pretty noisy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they say you can hear the rolling sounds rolling mm-hmm. up and down the hallway. And, and uh, one of the paranormal investigators, when she did an investigation, said that it wasn't actually uh, roller skates. He was playing with a gurney oh. running up and down the hallway. Okay. Which is very specific. Yeah. Also yeah. also makes sense. Yeah. yeah. You know. So I'm plenty of play with the hospital. Yeah. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Um, oh, another good story. Um, one of the ladies who used to work there, she was telling me that uh, she and her coworker were uh, working late one night. They were sitting down on the south end of the building, just working mm-hmm. something on her office. And they heard this big crash come from down the hall. And they looked at each other because it was late and they knew that they were the only ones in the building. And then somebody started giggling. That's unnerving. Yeah. Uh, which the, one of them jumped up, ran over and locked the door. And the other one said, it's a ghost. Why are you locking the door? Let's just get out of here. Yeah. Um, and that, that resolved that. Yeah. Um, That's not going to stop them. <laughs> so I guess he just knocked something over and was having a good time with it. Oh, my gosh. Oh. All kinds of wow. Fun times. Yeah. So did you go to OU? I did, yeah. You did did mm-hmm. you ever have any personal experiences there? I haven't. I'm not very... Um, perceptive i guess or mm-hmm. sensitive is yeah. the better term um so i uh, other folks just blow my mind when they're mm-hmm. like this is what i'm feeling and you can yeah find stuff that connects with it uh i did however and this is a really good segue we should have planned that too <laughs> uh, but really good segue the creepiest thing that ever happened to me on campus uh, a few years ago I was down with ou webcom and we were doing uh kind of informational spots about different spooky stories on campus and in kate basement uh, so cake cafeteria uh they have this big basement downstairs and that's where jonathan yost passed away in 1986 so uh and i heard it and the lady doing sound heard it the guy with the camera said he never heard anything but there's a voice that uh, distinctly said i meant to catch it whoa yeah oh my gosh so so i don't know but so did you hear it real time yeah like yeah it was yeah. it sounded like somebody standing to the my right would have been her mm-hmm. left um and the cameraman's left and we weren't filming at the time mm-hmm. otherwise we, we could have yeah. checked back and see if there was an evp but um yeah i it, it was too clear to be somebody upstairs i mean there could have been mm-hmm. somebody throwing something around and like yeah. i meant to catch it but um but it would have been crazy for it to have traveled down the staircase around and then to us on the other side of the basement right and to sound yeah. like it's right there yeah, yeah. Uh, especially since right to the right was the uh dumb waiter where it got him. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. so what is this, his story? So, true story. Uh, Jonathan Yost, in July of 1986, uh, his 13-year-old from Dallas, uh, had come up for the Summer Linguistics Program, which is you kind of take intro to linguistics and a couple other programs. and um, Highly recommend it. It's really cool. Uh, anyway, they were in Kate because it was a, a group, and they were just having their lunch and so forth, and he uh, was finished with lunch, so he went to go goof around and sneaked in the kitchen and seeing what there was, and there's spooky stairs down in the basement, so I went down there. And, of course, there's Dumbwaiter. So he puts little stuff in so it can take it up to the next floor without having to lug it up the stairs. And being 13, what do you do when you get in a, mm-hmm. when you see a Dumbwaiter? You get in it. And so he got in it. He was a little bit too big and couldn't quite fit. Uh, so while he was working on it, uh, somebody upstairs needed it, and she pushed the call button. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it shouldn't have moved with the doors still open. Um, and to this day, they're not sure whether the safety measures had been broken by somebody beforehand or if he had done that somehow or what mm-hmm. was going on. But... Uh, it started moving up, and it got him right along the neck. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just, Do they still use it? Uh, no, no. They no. sealed it up. <laughs> okay. That's, that's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> and it was messed up. In the police report, the uh, yeah. officer just wrote, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. Oh, my God. That's yeah. so sad. Yeah, it was oh. bad. Yeah. 
Wow. That is wild, though, that you heard that, like, oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we we got out of there real quick, mm-hmm. uh, and it's really famous for all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Uh, they used to have their freezers down there, and mm-hmm. they would switch themselves off, and not like an electrical fault, but the actual physical switch would be turned off. Oh, yeah. So they would keep a stepladder down there, and they'd go periodically and check on it and, and turn them back on. Uh, which you know, if you're 13, that's pretty hilarious. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it a good break. I, yeah. I, I can't can't argue with that. Yeah, um, and there's all kinds of banging sounds. One guy uh, described it like somebody working on machinery down there, just mm-hmm. always messing with stuff. Um, the same time I was there at OU, uh, David Burkhart, who's uh, uh, does acting and uh, directing up here in Oklahoma City, has been in several commercials and things. Uh, he did his uh, final project for film down there uh, one night. He, his father recently passed away, and he was, said he was going to look for evidence of the afterlife and all this, and did a documentary, which mm-hmm. uh, you should be able to Google. Uh, okay. Yeah, check out David Burkhart. It should be on YouTube. That's, That's where cool. I saw it. Yeah. Um, and he said after about three hours, he had enough. He was done. Wow. So, yeah. Oh, so, my gosh. Yeah, he had went through this whole process of getting permission to stay down there and film for a whole night and all this. And then he was. Oh, so he out. was going to like stay all night. Right. And then yeah. he's like three hours. I'm done. This is yeah. enough. <laughs> wow. And it's it's all in the basement that yep. all of that activity is. Yeah. Gosh. Oh, my God. It's basements like basements with pools in them. Basements with freezers in them. Like it's all it's all in the basement. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> So if you've got a basement in your house. Keep the kids out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Especially if they see another child down there that is not yours. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, one final story, speaking of basements, uh, I actually heard this one just a few weeks ago. Oh, exciting. Uh, yeah, over at Abuela's uh, in uh, Bricktown. Okay. So, which I've been doing the Oklahoma City Ghost Tour for years and mm-hmm. never heard anything about it. And then uh, one of my coworkers said, hey, you should go ask about this. And, and so I did, and uh, they have a little girl down in their basement. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, which is an old candy factory, so mm-hmm. that would be pretty much the best place to haunt. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, they said they've uh, caught lots of EVPs of giggles. giggles just oh, my little, gosh. Little girl laughing down there. Um, not any words that anybody's been ever to, mm-hmm. able to get through, but clear laughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one of the waitresses I was talking to, she said that uh, they didn't really like going down there because it, it, you'd have cold spots. So just lots oh. and lots of cold spots. And not like the whole basement's cold, but mm-hmm. like individual areas. And she said one time she and one of her coworkers went down there and uh, ran into just vivid cold spot. Like oh my to gosh. the point where she was getting chills and they're like, we, we need to get out of here. Let's mm-hmm. just grab the, what we came down for a go. And she's like, no, no, it could be the ghost. Like, let's take pictures. Yeah. And so she started taking lots of pictures and then finally took her up there. And standing in the corner in one of those pictures is this little girl wearing a white dress looking at him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's... Have you seen the picture? I have. Oh. Um, yeah, which it's a little blurry, which with modern apps, it's yeah. a little suspicious when you get a uh-huh. super clear yeah. apparition. Yeah. yeah. But, like, it's, it's not a shadow. Like, yeah. There is definitely somebody standing like the shape. there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh something's gosh. Going. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Wow. That's that's a good one to end on. That that's spooky, and you can go there and eat. It's, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. pretty tasty. I recommend it. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't think you should go down the basement, but depending yeah. on who's working, you might get to see the the picture. Yeah, and you might you could probably get some stories if you oh, ask. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for being here tonight. You're this welcome. Was fun. Yeah. I always love hearing your ghost stories. They're always so good. You have such a knack for remembering details and like all of that history stuff. And um, if you guys have not been on one of Jeff's ghost tours, you totally should. I went to the one in Norman. Mm-hmm. It was super fun, super like lots of, lots of fun stuff. Even a couple cryptid stories, if you're into mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So um, I need to come on the OU one. 
oh, yeah. and the Oklahoma City one. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I'm going to do that. But if you have anything else you want to plug or... Sure. Uh, check me out at uh, facebook.com slash author Jeff Provine uh, or on Twitter at Jeff Provine. Um, and on Facebook's probably the best because I'll have events for all the ghost tours. So yes. check the page and uh, see when you want to come. Oh, that's, that's exciting. That's fun. Um, all I've got for you guys probably is just follow the Instagram at Irioki and Facebook is the same. And um, the Facebook group is growing a bit right now. Uh, we got quite a few people in there and we have a lot of fun. Um, and I think that that's about all I've got. I may have an additional announcement when this goes live about some writing stuff, but I'll record that later and put it at the end of the episode if I do have that. So um, that's about it. Y'all stay spooky.